Good morning. Welcome to the Porsche Talks, and this Bello again, documenting, trying to share what I see, share what I think, share what I'm living, and I'm realizing that everything comes at a cost, um, mainly pertaining to the topic of freedom, man, thinking about that word, the idea of it, and how we have no idea what it actually cost. Um, even for me to be sitting here, I just think back on like the things that had to happen in order for the now. And for me being a black man, being able to sit in this position that I am, a lot of things had to happen. A lot of lives were laid on the line. And I could see why freedom can be kind of scary. Um, because you don't quite know what you're walking into when you keep hollering about being free. Like, you could want freedom really bad, and then you walk into a screwed up situation, and then what? And I always, like, longed for it. I always felt, like, boxed and caged up, so I always kind of just wanted to be free. I wanted to jump outside of the box. I wanted to be myself, in a sense, um... And quite honestly, that shit gets lonely. And I like scream for freedom and then I end up returning back to my roots and I feel a huge disconnect because I've went so far away, um, not just physically, but also mentally, like in my experiences and the things I've seen and the things that I've done, it sort of disconnected me from the people that I once knew are the people that was like close to me. Um, and there was a risk and I didn't know what the reward would be before I'd done it. And had I known, I probably wouldn't have, but now that I'm here, I'm having to like choose now. Okay. Do you continue to go forward or do you just sit here and feel disconnected for the rest of your life? And it's hard to walk forward into that. And I think that's why a lot of people give up on freedom and just stop and this system is a motherfucker, yo. Like, hey, it, it is so set in stone that if you don't really get with it, it'll beat you into it, you know, some way, some shape, or some form, bro. It's like crazy. Um, <laughs> um, the battles that you have to go through in order to get freedom. And my life is no different than anyone else's. And every single one of our lives are valuable because they were paid for and I aim to live mine at the fullest but being free isn't technically what people has cracked it up to be um, I want to be realistic with people and let them know exactly like you could see the highlights you could see and you think ah this and that and this and that but there's always a behind the scenes to everything and there's always a process of events that's happening and it's happening in my life and it may also be happening in yours and I sit there and I stare freedom in the face and then something just makes me want to just go back to sleep <laughs> and just lay down because like it seems like it doesn't exist um, and if it does exist it, it disconnects you from your people so that's kind of where I'm at but 
now that I've chosen it, it's like, Cortland, do you continue to go forward? I mean, you got to go forward. I mean, you, you can't turn back um, because of the disconnect that you now feel. I mean, it's like strange, bro. It's like my life just did a whole, like, 180. I don't even know. <laughs> like, I just grab the reins and, and, and try to move forward. But, man, it gets kind of foggy. The vision gets very, very blurry. And I've been offered an opportunity to go abroad and, like, I'm like, man, how do I just go? How can I just get up and go? And everything comes with a process. Like, I could feel like I want to go today, and then the opportunity don't open up till three months from now. And I'm like, man, I don't even want to move. Um, and I just want to sit here and and not worry about freedom, worry about nothing. But that's not what this world is set up to do. Um, sitting still is shunned upon. Um, and I don't know if there will ever be a balance with that. But to all of you guys, man, freedom costs. And you got to know what has to be given up in order to get it. Um And I think we like the idea of freedom rather than actually, like, real freedom. <laughs> because we've been based on fear. This whole world is based on fear. Uh, and it's scary. And but somebody got to do it. <laughs> Peace. Free thought. Or free spirit. Free thought is being able to think, process, and see this world in a sane way without it taking or affecting who you are. Um, like I put this porch talks under the idea of free thought because I literally just start chatting I just start sharing what my mind is thinking um, I think the idea of free spirit that is like an epidemic in our world today and it's sweeping across America it's actually what we should be calling free thought I don't think the spirit is supposed to be touched by just anything I think the soul is very precious and a free soul could put your soul in a hole um, because you're open to a lot of different things. And I'm no person to like judge or I'm no person to say that my way is better than the next man's way. Okay. Um, and thinking like that does not make me a free spirit. <laughs> uh, I've been sort of put in a corner before because of that and made it seem as if being free-spirited was a bad thing. And now I realize that free-spirit shouldn't even exist. Um, that's how we allow these different types of malice to get into our flow. That's how we allow these different types of lifestyles to disrupt the way that we're living, thinking that free-spirit is the way to go. But I really don't think that. free thought, yes because you literally have to process this world in order to live in it. 
and being open to any idea makes you more accessible. But there will be decisions that have to be made in the process of that, you know. Um, and I think we've got that misconstrued and we got some wicked shit going on right now, I'll be completely honest. And it's all in the name of free spirit and our souls cannot be free. I don't think they're supposed to be free, bro. I really don't think that because there's something unpure about this world that's starting to seep into us because we're free spirited, you know? <laughs> Uh, and I could think about all that shit in the name of free thought. So you could chew on that one for a little bit. And it's me, it's Velo, it's your host. It's another ep of the Porsche Talks. Like, I think I'm just going to do a Porsche Talk for this whole freaking day. Any thought I have, I'm just going to freaking add it on to it. Because, like, that's what free thinkers do. Now, my soul, it's a whole nother ball game. Like, <laughs> I can't let y'all have that. Peace. The importance of expressing, the art of expressing, and the importance that it has on our daily lives. My mind is racing, so I may share a lot with you guys today, but it's just how it works because I messed around and and didn't stay on top of my mental flow for like a whole month. I was, I started to like write. So I kind of tapered away from actually expressing what was going on in my life currently. And it created like this mental overload. Uh, and I've been wondering like, why in the heck am I processing so much stuff? Uh, it's because I wasn't releasing it. And I think that all of us have to find some way to express because it's it's important like our mental fitness is just as important as our physical fitness and I'm a person like especially physically like I gotta do something every day some type of exercise and I realize now that my goal is just to keep the fat on my body managed because I think that keeps me slimmer and it keeps me a little bit closer to my nature now I want to connect that to the mind. It's the same thing going on with us mentally and spiritually. There will need to be exercises. There will be things that need to be done in order to get us mentally fit and also spiritually fit. So physically now, this is the slowest I've ever went in my life being an athlete. Like now I just walk seven miles a day and my body's changing like I'm losing weight in my hips and stuff. I didn't think I had weight to lose. Uh, but this form of exercise seems like more of a long game, something that's a little easily sustainable, if I should say. Um, I had the football mentality. I had that go get them mentality. And that shit make you die young, yo. <laughs> And I realized that when I went to a senior citizen class, bro, I went in there to work out. And I went to rotating my joints. And man, I'm just cracking and popping. Man, the lady right next to me, <laughs> man, she made a look at me like, man, what's up with your body? Like, you a young man and you in here popping more than me. 
But I just realized that the pace of my life and the way that I was going was kind of off. And I had my foot on the gas my whole life. Like, I ain't know how to stop. I ain't know how to pace it. Um, but I go to the park every morning, bro, and then I got a couple of clients that's doing the same thing. And this one guy's lost like 30 pounds in two months just from walking. Because I realized I wasn't preparing for a game anymore. And now I'm trying to carry that over into every other area of my life. So sharing this, pouring my life into the porch talks is something for my mind. Um, I read every day. I write. It may not be a lot. It could be a lot. But I put something in and something has to come out. Um, and, and spiritually, for my soul, it's a whole nother ball game, which I'm still practicing and trying to figure out. But I know for sure that mentally and physically, we need to have some type of exercise, some type of exertion, along with some type of expression. So exercise, exertion, expression. And from my body, you can see it. I'm 160 pounds, I'm slim as shit, you know. <laughs> I got a six-pack, which is cool. Um, and physically, I can do. Um, even with having a major knee surgery and a major brain injury. Like, I feel good. Because this is just who I am. It's like the new normal. It was weird at first, because like, I wasn't used to feeling frail, but or skinny anymore since I was a kid. But I just feel I'm getting a little bit closer to my nature, so this is my expression. The way that I look, the way that I appear. And for my mind, the porch talks is that expression. Oh. <laughs> I'm in my little app talking to me, but... Thank you guys for tuning in again. I might just keep it going. I might write a whole audio book today. Who knows? You can do what you want. <laughs> you can do what you want. Peace. Hey, yo, what up? I'm <laughs> I got one more for y'all before the day ends. Um, I want to give you guys an update on the Porsche Talks. Um, it's definitely still forming up and layers and layers and layers are, are coming to me and, and coming, you know, with the writing. Um, so it's neat. I'm starting off on the porch initially, like where I'm sitting at in this exact spot. And then I go into a meditation into where I slip into a flashback dream from 2006. Um, and it's going to be a depiction of my life. Um, and I'm speaking through two characters. Charlie is like me today, me that I am right now. And Speedy is the younger Cortland. That's the guy who was living fast, rushing life, trying to put a quick fix on everything. And I'm going to give a, a story first off of my first job, the first day of my first job um, at Buddy's, which is cool. And then that the night of that, my first time ever, like experiencing man the drug life I'll be completely honest it's like 
it was like polar opposites the first day that I started my job and also the first day that I technically jumped off the porch because in hood scenes once you jump off the porch is when you start to become a man you portraying that that's when you started selling drugs or that's when you started to like hustle if that made sense and um so I'm starting on the porch here where I'm at currently and then I have a few stories or a few like many stories within it of me stopping by other people's porches because in the country uh, life is slow and people still sit on their porches and chill and when I grew up everybody kind of hung out on the porch so um, as I walk from Buddy's I'm going to stop by Miss Valma's house and, and Ken's going to cut my hair and then I'm going to have a conversation with Miss Valma on her porch right and um, Bub is going to freaking give me a ride in the, in the red caprice to the um, hood where <laughs> where I'm from and I'll stop by Zola's, and then I'll holler at, like, Spurge and Fuzz, and they're on their porch. And then I'll go around the middle of the hood, and there's a dice game going on. And then a bunch of my friends, I'll give a story about a typical dice game in my hometown. And then afterwards, it transitions to another porch. Um, like, we live in sections, you know what I'm saying? It's the project. So um, my homies are up on the porch, on Ficey's porch. <laughs> And then we gonna go into a whole cracking match, bro. Like, we used to crack jokes and shit when I was a kid. That was a thing we did. Like, we even started, like, freestyle cracking. Like, that stuff they're doing on Wild and Out, man. Like, we were doing it so long ago, bro. And this is, like, how we live in the country. This is how we have fun, bro. And I'm gonna give a, a little depiction of us, like, cracking jokes in the middle of the hood. And then that night after, me and one of my friends which this is all true in context, you know, it's based on a true story. Me and my friend, this was the first night that we decided to go sell drugs or the first day, like we teamed our money up together and we went to the other side of town and met some of our friends. And when we got out there, we ended up buying fake stuff, yo. Like it was our first time off the porch and we bought fake stuff bro, from a kid who was a little younger than us. And like an old school guy in our neighborhood who was an undercover, like, you know, he just was living. Um, we sold the fake stuff to him and it pissed him off like and he told us like he warned us bro like on the first day I ever jumped off the porch I was warned that man you cannot be out here playing with people like that bro I saw the look on this man's face he was so disappointed in us bro um, but that was the first day that I jumped off the porch um, and then I'm gonna have a conversation with Hog too we gonna have a, um, a conversation on the porch of the trap house where he used to run you know what I'm saying when he was a young cat and Hog was the guy who was on the Talk To Him Tuesday episode that I did earlier on the podcast. So it's all kind of forming up, bro. And this next one's pretty dope because I'm transitioning to my homies Ben's part and also my nephew Keegan. And, like, I was able to hang out with them two last week. Like, Ben ended up bringing me back to Baton Rouge and Keegan rode with us. So that moment I'm going to share within what they shared with me um, on the podcast and I'm just walking through it day by day, man. Like, I just tell myself just to do something to push it further. And then before you know it, something's actually happening. So um, I've been writing. I thought it would happen faster, but creativity cannot be forced, at least mine, bro, because it comes from a cool little place inside of me. And I'm, I'm realizing the best times for me to write. And it's right, after, right when I wake up, right after I take a nap, like the first thing I got to do while my energy's high, or not one of the first things, but definitely one of the first few things while my energy's still high, I can write better. Cause like, if I go throughout the whole day and I try to go in there on like 40%, 
like that's pointless, bro. And I'm realizing when I wake up early, when I'm at my freshest, is when my mind and everything works a little bit better. So that's just me practicing and learning out what works for myself. But I'm also learning that what works for me can also possibly work for you. And I truly believe in waking up early, it don't matter what. You know what I'm saying? I think and knowing when your energy's at its best and learning how to preserve it too. And it took me being consistent for months and months and months to feel energized when I wake up, man, because you could sleep and still feel tired. You know why? Because you literally are tired. Like, if you go to sleep and you wake up tired, it's because you're tired. You need to get some more sleep, bruh. And, like, I put that as a priority, man. I, I rarely sacrifice it, man. It got to be a special occasion for me to sacrifice it because it, it's important. I can't quite be myself if it doesn't work out. But I'm recording this from the porch right now, bro. And, like, the porch has became who I am. Even when I'm out in the world, I'm still, I jumped off the porch. And then when I come home, I'm sitting on the porch. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, the porch talks, yo. It literally talks, and it's been talking to me forever. And, uh, man, it's tight. It's so tight, yo. It's so tight the way the analogies, the way the, even the physical side, how it all kind of <laughs> happens, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, like, Ben's conversation is going to be on his porch of his outdoor kitchen. Me and Keegan had a moment on, the, um, on this porch where we're doing calisthenics and then the Jehovah Witness comes up and then starts sharing Christ with me and my little nephew. I'm like, man, what's going on, bruh? It tripped me out. But all these moments now are turned into a, a neat little story. Like, it's crazy and it's all like unfolding right before my eyes, almost to where I can't quite believe it, but... Um, it's all a blessing, and I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I went super long today. I wanted to see what a longer one would feel like, and I felt real organic. It felt cool, like I didn't have to force it. It was only when I was felt led to share, and I plan to do more. So thank you once again for tuning in. Like, if you listen and you really hear what I'm saying, and I think it's pretty dope, you know? I think it's pretty dope for you to be here and for me to be here. Peace.